0: In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This is one of those texts that, that just keeps on giving all the days of your life. Maketh, leadeth, restoreth. If you, if you are shaped by the company you keep, If you are known by the words that fill your imaginations, if the path you walk is in part determined by the poems and songs that you read and sing, if your hope for the future is shaped by the word imprinted on your heart, then this text is the one that that bears witness to the person and disciple that you're becoming. 23rd Psalm, it's your companion when you're falling asleep. It is your refuge when you're afraid. It encourages you when life is uncertain. It's pointed you over and over again to God, toward God, when everything else in your life was pulling you away from him. I say this Psalm when I'm sick, when I'm feeling unwell. I repeat the psalm when preparing for a big test of any sort. I've shouted this psalm when hiking in a forest, almost as a declaration of allegiance to the one who made such beauty, who made it all. I will whisper phrases of this psalm when there are no other words to say. And if I awaken in the middle of the night, this psalm helps chase away the oppositional darkness that threatens to consume. I don't know, can can one be about parish ministry without having this psalm at the ready? In tandem with the Lord's Prayer, it walks you through the day. At many of your bedsides, in the hospital and at home, the clergy of the cathedral of Christ church, they have knelt and prayed this psalm with you for decades. For 150 years, clergy for the last more than 150 years have knelt at your bedsides and prayed this psalm with you. It is the mark of the parousia the second coming of heaven, the new Jerusalem. And when read, prayed, or whispered through the lens of the empty tomb, it provides some very specific guidance about how Christians are to live their lives. Have you noticed how this psalm takes you from the arms of the Savior to the very throne of God? If you stand at any point, turn 360 degrees, and then... Again, 180, and look behind you. There's a path from which you came, a path that extends into the past, the path that you walk. And you look beyond, it extends back to before your memory began to kick in, all the way back to a time before you were born. And there, then, even then, the Lord was your shepherd. You were home. You walked with God as did your first parents. Our Eucharistic prayer D says, From before time and forever. From before time and forever. The Lord is your shepherd, and you were and are without need. The text doesn't explicitly insert the word because, but it's everywhere implied. Because the Lord is your shepherd, you are without need. Because he is, I am. Just that one little affirmation can change so much about your life because He is I am, and specifically, I am without want, without need. He is my everything, my all, my love, my shepherd. So when you turn, standing in any spot, 180 degrees, to look behind you, that path that you see from which you came, that, that as you look at it, goes beyond the city, beyond the countryside, beyond the sands, beyond the mountains, into the mist, beyond your memory. It goes right to the very arms of your Savior. Now, standing in the same spot, turn another 180 degrees and look at the path as it extends before you? Do you see that path that that takes you through the trials of the current day, through the mystery of tomorrow and the uncertainty of life's end? That path carries you on right on beyond what your imagination can anticipate and on to the house of the Lord. As you walk this path forward towards the place that you belong, Psalm 23 is the song the exiles sing with you, reminding them and you, reminding them and you from whence you came, reminding them and you where you are going. This path will lead you through green pastures, by still waters, in and out of the shadows, into the face of evil, on to righteousness, all the while guided by the firm discipline, the rod and staff of the shepherd. This path will take you to the table where you will sit with your enemies. This path will take you to the table where you will sit with your enemies and rejoice at the banquet that's being prepared for your return. You can know this path by listening to the voice of the Good Shepherd. You can know you're on the path by the nature and character of your fellow travelers. That that longing for home is anticipated in the community that we're becoming, the community that the church is becoming, the, the community that gathers at this table prepared by the Master for each and every one of us. Now the the, the writer of the book of Revelation, it he describes the, the great homecoming toward which we're headed. He says that there's a gathering on the other side of the River Jordan, gathering of folk from every tribe and people and language, he says. A gathering of those who were broken, hungry, thirsty, beaten down by the sun, grief-stricken, and sin-weary, who once gathered, look up, And see that notwithstanding their past, notwithstanding the terrible mistakes and choices they have made, they now, gathered as one, are ready to sing. They're ready to shout and ready to recognize the lamb at the center of the throne as their shepherd. Love that vision. I'm animated by that vision. You over the last 18 months, from time to time, somebody might stop me in the hallway here or at the grocery store or at the gas pump. You know, the gas pump at the Costco, you can see if you're in line for a long time, and I seem always to get there when there's a long line, you can see who's coming up. And when you get out of the car, everybody's fumbling with the cards because there's usually more than one card that you got to put in the pump. So you got time to sort of identify, and oh, that, that's somebody I need to speak to. I, I've had a surprising number of exchanges at the Costco gas pump. The community sort of gathered to a certain degree. But over these last 18 months, I've been stopped here and there and asked about the Isaac Project at Christ Church. What, what is that? What has what is, what is Christ Church been doing or trying to do or thinks that it's doing with the Isaac Project? And, and I try to have two or three sentences to say about that. Uh, Christ Church has been trying to understand and redress Those moments over the years and at her beginning when the community around her and the community within her acted as if this vision from the book of Revelation, this gathering at the end of the age was going to be made up of middle-aged, white, well-to-do men and women and children, no matter the cost. The question always comes back, but but why, but why are you doing the Isaac Project? Why are you trying to better understand where you've come from in that regard? I, I, preparation for repentance? Well, in some ways, yes, but that's just the beginning. Do you see the support of the status quo is Christian only? when the status quo is working to gather a community from every family, language, tribe, and nation. Otherwise, the church needs to be working to reform the status quo in a way that has it conform to this biblical vision of praise at the end of the age. I say, praise God. This is what we're to be about. well the The path to the throne of God is long and winding, and along the way, there will be joy and sadness, laughter and tears, tragedy, oppression, forgiveness, and renewal. The path to the throne of God is long and winding but it is the path that every Christian, every one of us is called to walk from the valley of the shadow of death right on into the arms of the good shepherd at the great banquet table. He maketh, he leadeth, he restoreth. To so walk is to praise God. To so walk is to name and seek forgiveness of your sins. To so walk is to rest in the knowledge that though in exile for a season and a time, the day will soon come when you will walk through the gate into the fold and homed to the house of the Lord. And so I end as I began. If you are shaped by the company you keep, If you are known by the words that fill your imaginations, if the path you walk is in part determined by the poems and songs that you read and sing, if your hope for the future is shaped by the word imprinted on your hearts, then envelop yourself with this song. Envelop yourself with this psalm, Psalm 23, and allow it to bear witness to the person the disciple, and the church that we are becoming. Amen.